What's up, people? We are back with another episode of Conversations with Commander Anderson. And tonight is the season three finale. Top eight. For basically for the guys out there. This is don't get caught up. Don't get locked up for. And we are talking about avoiding false accusations and allegations of sexual assault, sexual harassment, and abuse. Now, they'll be mixed up throughout the top eight. Really quick, always got to hit it with the disclaimer. I am not a mental health professional, lawyer, or member of law enforcement. This episode is intended for the 100% truly innocent men out there who have been affected by this or who are trying to stay away from this or who may need to listen to this. Maybe they're going to college. Maybe they're around a different environment or an environment where this could possibly happen, work, gym setting, wherever. I'm just trying to keep you guys employed, out of jail, and alive. Keep in mind really quick, when you are accused of something like this, it's terrible. Think about what you're going to do before you lie to the women out there. If you listen to this, how you can destroy somebody. Because once you lie, the damage is already done. You can take it back. You can sign statements that this never happened or whatnot. And you can tell the truth why you did it. But somebody may have lost a job, lost a family, lost a scholarship. And we have seen it happen over and over. This podcast episode is not about victim blaming. It's not about saying that. This never happens. This is simply about 100% innocent. Not if he did it, he said, she said, innocent. Now, not guilty, innocent. Not guilty means that the evidence against you was not strong enough or the prosecution did not prove their case. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you did nothing wrong. Absolutely, 100%, excuse me, 100%, nothing wrong. So let's jump into the top eight. Number one, you are an adult. You can date and see who you want. But if I were you guys out there, I would stay away from dating single moms who have kids over the age of reasoning who still have ties to their ex-boyfriend, ex-husband, and the kids are loyal to that father, and they're going through some type of custody battle. They don't get along. They're fighting at each other's necks, and you keep intervening. One, that's never a good thing, especially if the, the other guy, the ex, is hostile. Because this guy's in his emotions, may not be able to control himself, you may not be prepared for what is about to happen next. Let's say his kids are loyal to him. They want to live with their dad. They're 10 or 11 years old. Or maybe they got uh, teenage kids that are 13 or 14, which is even worse because they can stick to their lie. That's their story, and they're sticking to it. And maybe the cops can't break them when they do lie. Let's say the ex says to this child, I need you to lie on a new boyfriend, which is you. I need to tell them that you were sexually abused in some way. 
keep in mind, once you get arrested for this, it's not the police officer's job to determine whether you are innocent or not. Not guilty or innocent, innocent or not. You've already been arrested. So trust me, in their eyes, you're already guilty. Next phase is trying to get some type of confession out of you. You could be as innocent as you want to be, but chances are they're going to try to get some confession out of you. Now, the younger the kid, say the kid is nine, eight, the detectives investigating may be able to break that kid and help you out. But the older the kid, the worse it is, especially if they start giving out details and they rehearsed it over and over. If that kid and that parent is that father's a good liar, you can go to jail for a long time. And I don't want that to happen to any of you. So be careful. If the kids don't like you, stay away from her. You know what? I can't date you right now. I don't get along with your children. I don't think we should be together. It's not a good fit right now. You're going through this divorce, going through this custody battle. Let it go. There are other fish in the sea. Trust me, you won't regret it. You're doing yourself a favor. Number two, and once again, let me reiterate, I'm not a mental health professional. Women who have a known history of mental illness or lying, especially if you know them and they've lied on somebody else before. Not saying that this person will lie on you, but who knows? Now you look up and you're the one being accused by the same woman and you knew she had these problems. Once again, you don't know what people are going through. You don't want it to get all the way to a full-scale investigation to find out that she's on lithium and clozapine. It that's just all around bad. If you excuse me, if you know she's a liar. Or she lied to you about something in the past before. What is it out there that she wouldn't lie about? I can keep you out of trouble, but you got to listen. Even a regular liar, just somebody who doesn't lie about nothing, uh, had nothing to do with sexual assault, would you want to be around her? No. So now you know that she lies about things like this. Stay clear of her. It was just work out better for you in the long run. Leave her to herself. Maybe she'll find her happiness one day with somebody else. That somebody won't be you. Number three, and I say it this time again, the feminazis, hardcore feminists, women who are big into the Me Too movement, you don't know their past, and you don't know if they're the type of woman who would want to be a victim, because we have people like that, and I consider that a form of mental illness. Going back on number two, you do have people that want to be a victim. They want to tell a story. Or they want to tell a story 30 years later, like Bill Cosby or whatnot. 30, 40 years later. You don't know if they're going to try to convince others to come forward as well, even though nothing really happened to them. It could be something as simple as he brushed up against me. The guy brushed up against me. And the feminazi or me too movement activists may say no that was assault you need to do something about that and it happened 15 years ago well 15 years ago and they brushed up against you isn't an assault but because people want to be the victim and these things have happened during this me too movement you can research it yourself there are cases on youtube cases on google cases on the id network you will go down 
And we've seen with cases like Bill Cosby, the man rich, and he there's no evidence, no proof. He who went to jail. And before anybody says he confessed to anything, I think you need to do your research. I researched it myself, and you'll find that that never happened. It's all over the internet, a plethora of information out there. Save yourself the time by not involving yourself with these type of women who are right behind the Me Too movement, right behind the feminist movement. And the Me Too movement was, for a lot of people, just something to belong to. Number four, especially for the younger guys out there, if you're a younger guy, say high school age, 16, 17, maybe as young as 15, maybe getting ready to go to college or whatnot, maybe a little older, 18, 19, 20, out in the clubs, out in the bars, okay? Make sure that she likes you, wants to be with you. But most important, make sure that she is not embarrassed to be seen with you in public. Let me give you some examples. Maybe you're a bigger guy, smaller girl, and her friends may say, oh, you can do better than that. Well, maybe she likes you for your personality. Maybe she likes you because you like the same video games. Maybe she liked you because you had the same things in common. But the problem here is her reputation, her social status. And when you're younger, that stuff is important to younger people. When you get late 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and beyond, that stuff isn't so important, but younger you are, oh, are my Instagram followers going to see this? Are the people on Facebook going to see this? Oh, no, I don't want to be seen with this guy because you know, my friends will say this, my friends will say that. They'll think bad of me or whatnot. So keep in mind that her reputation will be more important than your freedom. And it could have been a one-time encounter, one-time sexual encounter or something like that. Or one time kiss or something, you guys shit it off, everything was great. Another example, I'll throw in there real quick. I'll throw two more examples. Maybe you're a different race, different ethnicity. Uh, maybe her parents not feeling that. Maybe she's white female and you're an Asian guy. Her parents aren't really with that. And she's got to come up with something because if she doesn't, or maybe her friends know that and went and told her parents. So she got to come up with something. I said, this is for the younger guys. Um, told a family member. If she comes up with something that's, you know, you assaulted her or whatnot after a one-time encounter, and it never happened. And the issue is, if that's her story and she's sticking to it, you're going to be sitting across from some detectives who are going to be talking about it, and they're going to say, chances are, and I've seen this before, it'll get to a point Detectives are good at reading people. The good, honest detectives are good at reading people. See it all the time. They may think to themselves, this can't be this guy that would do something like this. This is not a hardcore, you know, going after a woman like that type. This may be some guy. I used this example before in a previous episode. If you're not the Division One quarterback, this is kind of risky. If you're some nerd that happened to get lucky one night, Saying huzzah, you may be in trouble, but the detectives may see that they may bring her back in and ask her 
you know, did this really happen? Did it really go down that way? It's something you embarrassed about. Hopefully that works out in your favor. But mm, kind of iffy. Chances are they'll take it to trial. Chances are, doesn't matter about the evidence, you'll be convicted if the jury believes and you'll be in a cell with a big dude named Biff. I don't want that for you. You don't want that for you. Next. Another quick example, age gap. If you're 39 and she's 23, 24, something like that. And once again, she don't want anybody to find out or she don't want her family to find out, her friends. You, She may like you to death, but people care about what other people think. That's just the reality that we live in. And once that sets in, that's when the story may go a little bit off center. Everything was consensual. Everything was fine. That night. The next morning, you're getting a call talking about, can you come down to the station? They need to talk to you because she's saying something happened that didn't after she told somebody. Maybe she told a friend she thought she trusted, and that friend hit her with the line I've already said before, you can do better than that. And people have a tendency of getting in people's business like that. Now, you might get lucky, and she might cut it off. She might say, you know what, that last night was a mistake. Bad choice. I shouldn't have done what what we did, but I just don't want to see you like that anymore. Or I just want to remain friends. At that point, okay, lose her number, lose all her contact information. Don't you ever talk to her again. You're doing you a favor. You're just going to make it worse for yourself. You could call her again. Her friends could be like, Oh, yeah. Or family members could be like, oh, yeah, now he's stalking you. That's going to play in her brain. Once again, she's on the phone with those detectives and you're sitting in that room again answering questions you don't need to be answering if you just simply lost her contact info. If you need help on losing people's contact info, for those on Facebook, hit me up. My inbox is always open. I can give you some tips on losing people's contact info. I know how to delete. Any and everything, I can go dormant for years. As a uh, friend of mine said recently, they noticed I, I can go dormant for years. I cannot talk to a person for years. Three, four, five years. It wouldn't matter to me. Their presence probably didn't matter anyway. Number five, keep your hands to yourself. Stop playing around so much. Stop being Mr. Where My Hug At. Because, because. One second, it's okay to touch the girl, uh, even in a joking manner. And then now it's not. Now you might be in some trouble. Say you had a job and you play around with every day, you touch or whatever. Say it's a Monday. Everything is cool. Then by Saturday, this girl had a fight. Maybe she got a boyfriend outside of work that she doesn't talk about at work. Maybe you do know she has a boyfriend. If that's the case, you shouldn't be talking to her at all like that. But if she does have a boyfriend and say she got on, the, got on the phone or she had a fight with him or she in a bad mood, she might snap when you touch her. And because you're that cool person, you're that cool guy. Remember I said, like I've always said, they don't yell back at the third boyfriend. They don't yell back at the 
quote unquote Chaz and Brad does not happen that way. But since you're the cool guy, you're the path of least resistance, you're easier to take that anger right on. She might snap, you know, get your hands off me. You might get called in human resources. Uh, she might claim she's sick of it. The fight with her boyfriend could have been about you or whatnot. And that's when it's real bad because she's going to stay loyal to him because she knows that angering him and confronting him, she has no way out of that. And being angry and confront you, though, that's something completely different. They know that you have an off switch. They know that you may know how to calm down. They know his off switch don't work. And when he snap, he's going to snap. When I mean the he, I mean the boyfriend or husband or whatnot, that is that you don't know or you may know outside of work. Also, another thing, watch how she acts towards other males and towards you. Maybe it is a co-worker setting or office setting and she's flirty with all the other guys, but maybe she's not flirty with you. Red flag right there. If she's not flirty with you or quick good morning and she glanced away and stuff like that, she doesn't want to have anything to do with you. At that time, you don't need to be like the other guys. Be smart enough to do your job and go home. Once again, I'm trying to keep you employed, out of jail, and still alive. Number 16. Excuse me, sorry. Number six. We all know this one. All of us know this one. I mentioned it before. If she is drunk, you are gone. Drunk means no. Just like no, we all know no means no. But drunk definitely means no. Drunk, high, intoxicated, or whatever. I don't care what the deal is. No. Gone. Goodbye. Nope. Uh-uh. Deuces. Peace. See you later. I'm out. Stay up. Hit him. The fist in the air. All right, player, stay up. Drunk means no. She can find her own way home. She can go with the friends she came with. No matter what, don't you ever, ever attempt to have any type of sexual contact with a female that is drunk or intoxicated. Many men have gone down thinking that the encounter was consensual, that the encounter was okay many men have gone down over something as simple as this drunk no number seven don't have sexual encounters with strangers strange women you don't know now this is the encounter where she's not drunk and you at the bar or whatever you take her home. You guys have a good time. Once again, the next morning, uh, she get up, she gone, and they're knocking at your door. Or they calling you. It's the police because she'll go home and say, I shouldn't have done this. Or even worse, she has a husband or boyfriend at home, and she shouldn't have done that because she's going to think about it, and it's going to be on her mind, maybe on her mind for a long time. It'll be on her mind, and as long as the same amount of time that you'll be locked up because you did not make a good choice and you did not stay away from the stranger. If you don't know her, leave her alone. Just because you met somebody one night, and I understand people are adults, one night stands do happen. 
I get it. I get it. I get it. However, this ain't TV. This ain't MTV. It's the real world. This is the actual real world. They don't happen as much as you think they do, according to the statistics that I've researched. That's just something looking out for you guys. This one keeps you out of jail. This one may keep you alive. Number eight, the last one. Stay away from the accuser if you've already been accused. Why? Because more charges could stack up. She could be able to come up with more lies to get you. Let's say you call her and don't ever, 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 listen up, don't you ever try to use her friends to contact her and don't ever contact them on social media, ever. Anything you can uh, say can and will be used against you if it ever comes to that point. Two, if you can't get out of seeing this person, say it's a work setting, whatever, talk to the person in charge, talk to the boss, talk to the manager. You know what? I can't be next to this person. Put Schedule me on different nights. You know, talk to that person until they can't come up here or they can't be in the building when I'm here or have a third party watching every possible encounter. Trust me, it will save you time. You don't want the charges to stack because if something happens where they've already accused you, next they'll say you were calling them over and over. You go up to the person and say, why are you doing this to me? That can be considered stalking. That can be considered regular harassment. The charges will stack and the courts have no problem putting you away. Like I said, that sale for the big dude named Biff is waiting on you. It doesn't have to come to that. Because you stayed away from your accuser. So really quick, just to recap. I'm going to recap this top eight things you should do to help you avoid any type of sexual assault charges, any type of sexual assault allegations, any type of sexual harassment allegations, any type of sexual abuse allegations. Single moms with kids who are over the age of reasoning, who are in some type of custody battle, fight with their ex, this can be bad for you, especially if they get those kids to lie. Women who have a history of mental illness and lying. That says it right there. You don't know what you're going Well, excuse me, you don't know what she's going to lie about. You don't know how far her mental illness goes, especially if you know she has it already. Feminists or women big into the Me Too movement. The me, if it's Me Too, you should be on the out of there movement. Make sure she wants to be with you. Make sure she's not embarrassed. Make sure she's not embarrassed to uh, introduce to her friends and family. Uh, there are things happen sometimes. You cross the racial barrier, the age barrier, the difference in personality barrier. You know. And it can be bad because they don't want to tell the truth. Her reputation is more important than your freedom. Hands to yourself. Drunk means absolutely not. Stay away from strangers. Like your parents always say, stay away from strangers. Stay away from the accuser after you've been accused. You don't want more things to stack up on you. Thank you for listening, guys. I'm out of here. I'll be back in two weeks. 
season four premiere. We're going to talk about the jig being up. Sorry, I couldn't bring the jig being up to you tonight. But I had this episode prepared because I've been working a lot of hours, especially on these Saturdays. So it's hard for me to get the episodes in. I want to keep bringing you content. For those out there that are continuing to listen, appreciate that support. Don't get paid for any of this. I have about 30 listeners, and that means a lot to me. Have a good night, everybody.